literally every street corner has those like you are welcome posters with like the hijabi woman which i mean i don't know how to feel about those like it, you know if the poster's not there am i not welcome there yeah <laughs> it's kind it's of true. like it's really uncomfortable it is I feel like I learned so much because I didn't realize like the level of surveillance and mm. infiltration that happens in our community. Like especially I feel like, in California, that's something I right. I didn't know how bad it was here. I am in the car in the middle of Oakland, California, with my very good friend. Atia, how do I pronounce your second name? Musaze. Musaze, yeah. Musaze. Hold it. Are you good with that though? Like she's literally that. driving. Like, what a superstar! Yeah, I'm trying to parallel. Par- We're gonna go in here. Oh, okay, I was gonna say because that door. says the Oakland Athletic Club, so I wasn't sure about it. <laughs> Basically, I, I really love Oakland. Oakland has really nice vibes. It's very relaxed, very calm. We went um, electric scooting the other day through it, and it was fantastic. But basically, my time in California has both been relaxing, and I feel like. It's been relaxing and stressful. We'll get to that. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten closer to Allah, though. Like, I've, I've taken more time to pray on time. And, you know, I'm always up for Fajr, which is really great. And, um, yeah, like, alhamdulillah, in that sense, it's been really good. And we've had lots of chats about Islam. And, like, I've met with lots of different people. And, and they've given me their perspective on things. We Yesterday, we were at Lighthouse Masjid. And they were talking about CVE, i.e. prevent. Basically prevent, but in the U.S. Um, and, yeah, like... Me and Atia have had so many interesting conversations over the past few days and I wanted to get her insight into like what she thinks of everything. You know, we're just trying to unpack our thoughts. So first of all, say hi, because it sounds like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) No, I swear I'm here. Okay, good. Hello. I am a journalist by training. I recently got my master's in it, in new media. And currently I'm working at Twitter. I work on the digital content team and um, also freelance on the side whenever I can. Because ultimately journalism is my passion. Okay. And okay, so like in light of like CVE and the kind of discussions we were talking about yesterday, do you feel like, based on what I've said, I know this is really hard to say, but based on what I've said and what, what you know, how do you feel like you, the UK differs from the US? Yeah, it's so different. <laughs> so first of all, like I didn't know about CVE. Literally, Hanan came and just chatting with my friend. We were just in my living room and she was talking about CVE. And we were like, what the hell is that? Like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> um, and then like by it's some so weird how that coincidence, there was actually an event at our mosque in um, Oakland that was literally about CVE Um, and I I feel like I learned so much because I didn't realize like the level of surveillance and Mm. infiltration that happens in our community like especially in California that's something I learned I didn't know how bad it was here we're fed all this like liberal like kind of hogwash that's like (laughs) 
oh, you live in the most liberal state. You're, you're in a blue state. Mm. Um, and you're protected here. You want literally every street corner has those like you are welcome posters with like the hijabi woman, which I mean, I don't know how to feel about those. Like, it, you know, if the poster's not there, am I not welcome there? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind it's of true. like. It's really uncomfortable. It is. Um, just being called out constantly. And I feel mm-hmm. like we're just constantly used as like symbols of like symbols ha- of progress. Something. Like, right, right. And like I don't want to. I mean, it's it's weird because like I don't want to be used as a symbol like mm. of somebody's like how enlightened they are. Like that's like I'm just trying to like you know go to this cafe. Like it's not. I We're just trying that. to live our lives, right? And um, like learning about CVE, especially, I realized that like it's on another level. Like like it's not on a day to day. Like I mean, your experience today was very much like a personal encounter Mm -hmm. where you felt just attacked for Mm -hmm. your identity but like this is like systematically the system is built against us Mm -hmm. and just so we're just built up to fail constantly constantly in the workplace trying to get our housing Mm -hmm. um our health care totally and i feel like in america though we're just so like conditioned to believe that like we're better than that Uh, like we're just super optimistic about things (laughs) i guess that's good we do need the optimism but one thing that i found like that really kind of frustrated me so the i asked the question i was kind of like moving forward where do we go from here especially since like we are if we are surveilled to the like to the most minute degree and when i say that like even we are not safe with our own therapists there have been times when I've, you know, I've gone to the university therapist for like stress or whatever. And she's asking me really uncomfortable questions like about my politics and religion and all these things that are so not relevant. So I asked, like, what do we do if we're put in a position where, you know, we can't even trust our own GP. We can't even trust our own, you know, uh, psychologist. What then? Like, what do people do? And I felt like the answers, no one gave a proper answer. It was like one man and he basically (laughs) just said, use your intelligence and don't tell them everything. Which, by the way, I appreciate that. Mm. Um, I appreciate, I can appreciate that. Yes, we, we're living at a time, it's horrible, but we're living at a time where we do have to use our intelligence. But at the same time, I find it so problematic because it, it implies that it's not a solution. It's like, oh, you've got mental health problems. Okay, just don't talk to a therapist. That's really... He hard. literally said, don't go to a therapist. And everyone just reiterated the same point. Right. Don't go to therapists. Don't talk about anything. Right. Which, okay, I get it. I, I see what they're saying. Like, they're trying to protect us. But at the same time, it's what can you do if your mental health is bad? And it's no one's fault. It's the state's fault. Because that is breeding an environment of just danger and paranoia amongst everyone. And it's it's done purposefully. Mm. And then I just felt like every time people answered the question, they were really, like, countering it. And he said, what, what did he say? He said something like, use your intelligence to... I mean, so that, oh, if you're guilty of anything, don't talk about it yeah mm. and he was talking in the context of his background in like the um the prison system and he's like been helping uh, recovering addicts and all these kinds of things and he says like you know when when you're a co- recovering a- addict or you have mental health problems you are far more susceptible to be used by the state basically so i get that if you tell us to hide what we're guilty of it implies that we're guilty to begin with and we have to be really careful mm-hmm. and really define our rhetoric in how we mm-hmm. discuss how we discuss ourselves amongst ourselves you know and yeah so I know he, he was coming from a different context 
as someone who just learned about CVE, what are your thoughts with, with that whole conversation? <laughs> and, and I think the fact that like none of the speakers could give you a proper answer really highlights how little we know mm-hmm. about the depth of the problem. Um, and kind of how like new of a concept it is to us because uh-huh. we did deal with COINTELPRO very recently. Okay, so tell us what about COINTELPRO. What is it? Oh gosh, I don't think I'm like qualified to speak about COINTELPRO. <laughs> so COINTELPRO is, I think it was like, it was a version of CVE before this, prior to this. And basically CVE, just for anyone who doesn't know, it stands for um, Counter Violent Extremism. Mm-hmm. And PREVENT is what we have in the UK. And it's called so because of the idea of like, it's like preventing crimes before they've happened. So it, you are criminalizing people based on their thoughts. So they're called thought crimes, which is a really Orwellian approach. Um, so yeah, like it's very problematic basically. And if you look at like what, what it is defined as, it's very ambiguous. Okay, race here. Talk to me about it. You were telling me that you feel a lot of rage. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so I living in the Bay Area, it's, it's a very liberal like area mm-hmm. generally. Um, and I feel like race is like the constant overtone to just every discussion Mm. and kind of every encounter you have is Mm. it's like racially charged and I think people hold on to all that and hold on to a lot of anger and then it comes out in like very strange ways when Mm. it doesn't mean to for instance and I feel like um I experience racism in a very subtle in subtle ways Mm -hmm. um in it's not like I mean it's not like a typical it's not like I can't go into certain places or white people are looking at me a certain way it's not like that right Mm. it's more like it's more subtle it'll be like a comment that Mm. just doesn't understand the community that I come from or but I feel like people just have a lot of anger and every time I leave the Bay Area I'm like oh I can breathe because it just feels like people hold on to a lot of it you feel it in the air um, I see. I never knew that because to me, when I when I've, I've come to California twice, especially San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland area, every time I've been here, I've liked the vibes. I've always felt people were very positive, very welcoming, very warm. So I felt like this time was a really uncomfortable experience. It was just mm. like I don't know. I guess things have changed in America since I was last here. You know, that was they almost have. two to three years There's ago. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. at play. So Oakland, for instance, has a very large black community Mm -hmm. and they've been here historically and have roots here Mm -hmm. but they've been uprooted literally by the tech industry which is a largely white male field and they've literally been displaced and um their culture has sort of shifted and um it's led to like a lot of just dire situations a lot of homelessness a lot of crime and it's been sort of they've been sort of um vilified for it right when it was not their fault to begin with mm-hmm. um and that's always the case isn't it when when someone is sitting on something that you want sorry i'm literally qu- quoting yeah. avatar <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing line which literally <laughs> explains life when someone's sitting on something that you want you like you attack them and you make them the enemy mm. so that you can take that thing and you can justify it it's exactly the same thing Hans always quoting Love. movies like every five seconds. I feel like it's the only way <laughs> that I can articulate relevant. myself. Yeah, no, this one works very well. <laughs> yeah, and so I feel like you have that rage of gentrification here because people aren't able to do anything about it. It's a problem that sort of gets thrown. I mean, like you said, they they become the 
the problem. And it's like, well, why are you homeless now? Like, mm-hmm. get it together. Why is your community like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, especially because people are so liberal here, mm-hmm. there's this constant, like, need to, like, prove how, like, progressive you are and how mm-hmm. open-minded you are. Mm-hmm. And so you see a lot of, like, posters up, like I was saying earlier. And like, it just, welcome. Yeah, like immigrants, refugees are welcome here. And and it's... But I feel like uh, when you see symbolism like that, I feel like it's almost like overcompensation for that lack um, of feeling. It like is it's that like the fragility. reality. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. the reality is quite sordid and dark. Yeah. And, but then I was thinking, because I've had an, ex- I had an experience today, which Atiyah was referencing um, earlier, where I was shouted that in a really horrible way by a guy. He was really abusive, quite Islamophobic, very sexist, um, extremely racist. And I absorbed all that energy and I, I felt the tension in this. Air. Like, I felt that. I felt, and, and everyone around us was like, that's really strange because he's like, he's literally never done that. He's never done that to anyone. They literally said that, which made it worse. I was like, all right, <laughs> not my fault. I, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, literally. But um, yeah. But then I was saying that I he also did yell at me at one point. Yes, um, and then we were just like putting ago. two and two together. Yeah, and personally, like, I just feel like if somebody's hurling abuse at you, just, I don't care who it is, it's just, I literally, sh- I shouted at him, but not, like, in an abusive way. I was just literally trying to be heard. I literally just said, like, respect yourself and stop shouting at not only, like, another human being, but a young woman on the street. Like, that's... But it was like, he was treating me like I was literally a dog. Like, he was literally shooing me. He physically shooed me with his hand like I was a piece of crap. Like, it was... It felt humiliating. And this is, like, the second time I've been humiliated on my trip. And it just feels like... I feel like that's a key characteristic, like, of being a Muslim woman. We just get humiliation. Wait, what was the first time? Dublin. Mm. It's just like we're always humiliated in different circumstances. And yeah. it's just so frustrating, but boring as well. Like, we're just over yeah. it. We're over your, like, low vibrations, you know? Like, we just, <laughs> we want to meet, like, we want to meet each other on some some high level, like, yeah. of a higher self. And I've really sat and thought about, like, all the feelings a human can have when they're, when they're feeling angry and where it stems from. And I just find it very stunted. And like, it's emotionally stunted and you are just projecting, which is really emotionally immature, and so yeah. it makes me like it kind of makes me pity the person because I just think but like, think? how often are Muslim women on the receiving end of this yes. because we are such easy identifiable targets yeah. and I think people really really abuse that mm-hmm. and then how often do we go home and just kind of suppress all that and we just think oh well we're meant to take it like you mm-hmm. said like we, we can handle it I mean we're just being tested and, and it, we just sort of tuck that all away and then I think it like slowly builds up and I think that's why it's so important to talk about these things and kind of like what you were saying uh, we were talking about earlier is that rolling these very racist comments towards you mm-hmm. and I mean I can't imagine the sort of like life in the sort of hate that he's been taught mm-hmm. by the system mm-hmm. that's made him that makes him that he has to project it when he sees something other he mm. has to sort of hurl that anger at that other person mm. and I can't imagine how hard that must be for you Hanan to navigate like spaces where people sort of identify you mm-hmm. without you like they don't they don't give you a chance to identify yourself so I feel like this happens on many layers right, right. and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you like how what layers you have so on the one hand 
like my whiteness is judged right on the other hand my hijab is judged in another circumstance um how i look might be judged you underestimate me um from another perspective it just there are so many layers and and like the fact that i am from uh, africa north africa but if i were to go there i still wouldn't fit in because i'm mm. still different i look different i i am different i've i've been brought up in london it's a really confusing and i really feel for like you know this generation of like young people who are you know we we come from our parents wherever they're from we're, we're brought up in the west and we are just largely confused and disoriented <laughs> we're just like what the flip it's such a daunting question when someone asks where are you from oh i literally don't like, where do I begin? answer that yeah. where do, where I, do begin? I begin <laughs> come from allah it <laughs> literally so yeah I, I don't know like that is i'm sure there are many more layers of like why experience mm. but or like if i'm moving into like a journalist space for example what does that mean like like how are people sizing me up is it yeah. is it my hijab that you see first is it the color of my skin like what you know and and do i and am i acknowledging the privilege that i have in yeah. some of those circles and then going into the muslim community going outside of the muslim community there's just so many labels that people put on you before they've even met it's you it's exhausting it's exhausting and yeah. that if for that very reason i try not to put labels on people I really do. Like, I try to get to know them before I kind of, you know, assume things. Mm. I mean, I feel like I I get it on... Like, we're just judged so much before we even speak a word. Like, just our, our presence and our... Visually, how we look. Mm. And when people ask me where I'm from, sometimes I will say I'm from Afghanistan because that's where my family immigrated from. Mm. Um and then constantly I get the response of like, oh, I'm so happy you made it out of there. Wow. <laughs> or, oh, oh like how, you know, how's your family back there? Which I understand comes from a place of like, um, maybe, maybe sympathy. Mm-hmm. But it's also like. No, it's beautiful. That yeah, actually. actually mm. um, I mean, it, it's like a very weird space to be in because. Yeah. I don't ever see myself as like, oh, I got out of there. Like, I made it out alive somehow. It's It's true. Like, you want to return to, like, your home land. I want to... There are times when I want to return to Egypt to get more, like, a a stronger sense of my identity. Yeah. Fully, like, just seeing my cousins from Egypt recently really helped. Yeah. Like, it was healing, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like that feeling of, like, home. Like, when I'm around people who are speaking the same language as, like, what I grew up hearing and all of that. It's, Mm. It's that feeling of just pure comfort and and home belonging somewhere yeah belonging somewhere Mm. so there's that level Mm. and then if I were to respond (laughs) with like oh I'm from this this state or this city like I feel like people just it's just such a loaded thing when you're a Muslim woman because Mm -hmm. already you're you're such a you're such an other like Mm -hmm. instantly based on how you dress based on your skin color and I think within the Muslim community too there's so much like baggage that comes that 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 comes with like I think um being a a woman of color Mm. I mean there is so much colorism in the Muslim community that like does not get addressed Mm. um it's it's really like it just basically sucks to be a Muslim woman right now. <laughs> it actually does. And like it's, ratings to all the Muslim women out there, like honestly, you are my heroes. Yeah, the That's ones who are out there hustling, doing mm-hmm. it, representing, like like we really need that right now. We are more than so ever. we are so emotionally and spiritually resilient. Yeah. We're incredibly resilient. We're like warriors. Mm. Like we constantly have to it's like getting slapped in the face and going back at the person and just saying, Are you done? 
Yeah. And getting slapped in the face again. That's what it is. Again and again and again. That's all we have. You're always criticized. You're not, you're either too covered. You're mm-hmm. not covered enough. Mm-hmm. You're too colorful. Not colorful enough. You're too. You're smiling too much. You're not smiling enough. You're. There's always something. <laughs> you're not. You're this. You're that. That's from the Muslim community. And then from without the, the Muslim community, you're it's oppressed. Like, you're oppressed. You never fit in. Yeah. Like it's just so. Oh tiring and I just feel like we're the only ones as Muslim women who have like a bit like how do I say this we have emotional class does that make sense like explain we have emotional superiority sorry I'm just going to say this like in terms of emotional intelligence we have insight enough and self-awareness enough to not chuck our projections on other people it's so immature I find it so like childlike when people do that like when they project like I get a lot of projections on Twitter Mm. from people like atheists like you know Muslims on Muslims like all sorts of people and I just think you come across very childlike and I can't take someone seriously who's like that I pity them I literally pity them and I feel like Muslim women have had to perfect how do I say like we have been through so much pressure that we are the gold at the end of that pressure basically like Mm. we there's nothing else for us to be but gold Oh, I love that. Emotionally. I really, really love that. Um, But then I just think of how often we attack each other, like our own Muslim sisters. Oh my God. (laughs) The cult. And then how much of the cult comment, how much that kills me. Because I... Like, I realize how much we're hurting ourselves only. Like, we're literally only hurting ourselves when... Even if it's just a comment here or there, Mm -hmm. like, you don't... I feel like that all adds up. I just feel like there are way too many structures in place that give people the green light to disrespect each other. It can be through Mexican lens. It could be through a black lens. It could be through a Muslim lens. It could be through this gay and trans lens. Like there's just every kind of lens Mm. of other. Um, Closing remarks, Atia? Um, I'm just so happy that you are visiting California that you're here <laughs> it's been such a good time good. Um, we've been having like crazy wildfires so the air is not great right now yeah so please pray for rain Shall but um, and I hope that like these experiences don't sort of taint what you think of America as a whole because there's a lot of good and I feel like there is a lot of good but there's also a yeah. lot of bad shaking <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, true. Shout out to the airport security in New York. They are moody. They are really moody. Oh, everyone in New York is moody. So true. So true. <laughs> Side note, just talking on the fires. So about what, 32 people have been... I think so, but I think it's actually increasing and a lot okay, of people so that's, have been displaced. That many people have, have died and a lot are missing as well. Yeah. Animals, like it's actually been really bad. Like I, when I got here two nights ago or yeah. yesterday night or something, um, I literally had to wear a mask because by the end of that day, I was coughing and like almost choking. I could not breathe. And I literally just thought it was nothing, but I literally could not breathe. So it is a real problem. Like we, where we are right now, we're kind of surrounded by it, right? It's like kind of all. Over. It. Yeah, it's happening in a few places. So climate change is very real. It's real, guys. Like, you know, recycle your plastic. You yeah, know? Yeah, like look just to the earth. Stop buying things. Ugh. Like getting it chucked away Don't get from me fast started. fashion. <laughs> guys, We're come not on. going down the The UN predicted we literally have 12 years of safety. And after that, it's all going to be a madness. Oh, no. 12 years. That's, That's nothing. It. It's nothing. People don't care. I, people... Not to be totally dark, but I mean, like the future is here. 
Like, this is not that dark. That's quite positive. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a no, like an Apple advert. Because we're always... (laughs) No, what I mean is, like, we're always like, oh, yeah, climate change is going to affect the earth in, like, this many years. By, like, 2030, it's going to be like this. That's why we need to stop being those avocado people, right? (laughs) Like, people that pretend to be green but aren't green. Like, we need to be green now. actually live a green lifestyle in every sense of that word. Holistically, yeah. Mm, I totally agree. Like, live like a Muslim, guys. Legit. (gasps) That's it. Um, thank you for having me Hanan that's alright thank so you so much, much for talking to me and we are now yeah. going to just do our project that we have to present in Texas tomorrow or the day after tomorrow wish us luck inshallah yeah inshallah and that's if we get a flight out of here we might not <laughs> inshallah bismillah anyway thank you for listening guys uh, and catch us on the next one